Coming up, he says, don't you know that God lives in you? Think about that. No, really. Don't take that lightly. The Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit is living in you. Hello. And thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Everyone experiences life-disrupting events. When these events occur, we are forced to decide what our next steps will be. Now that deaths from COVID-19 have tremendously declined and safety measures are relaxing, What will be your next steps as a follower of Jesus Christ? Join Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn for the message series, What Now? As they look at how the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ helps guide our attitudes and actions in the post-pandemic world. Here's the second message in the series, Unlock What You Are Enabled To Do, Part 3. I trust that you're ready uh, to dive in and explore some more what now and unlocking what we have been enabled to do. So on your paper, write this down. It's been here the whole series. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to continue to be here. I don't know if it'll be here for the whole series, but I'm thinking it will. (laughs) But write this down. Now that we are moving from significant death to significant life. What now? What now? And so we've talked about this and the fact that the, the, the death of Christ was the most significant death mm-hmm. of all time uh, yeah. because it paid for the sin of the entire world, past, present, and future. That is true significance. Yeah. True significance. Mm-hmm. And his... Uh, resurrection was the greatest day of all time for humankind Mm -hmm. when he got up and took the sting out of death and conquered death there is no greater happening ever in human history the greatest event of all of human history that's right and so we're looking at this as an example to help us deal with um likely the most significant death in our lifetime in terms of humankind and the life that we're living here, mm-hmm. not our individual, of course, mm-hmm. the person, your loved one's passing is <laughs> more significant to you. Yeah. And we're talking about in general to mankind, um, this pandemic for us has been very, very significant. And we gave some statistics on all the worldwide deaths. Mm-hmm. And then we also looked at some statistics on how things are uh, looking better now. Yeah. Um, not as much death yeah. is happening. So we're in the all. vaccine and everything. We're seeing a, a significant preservation of life. Yeah. So much to the point that they're starting to allow us to do things that we once couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And so we want to learn something from this. But I want to tell you, as I said before, the resurrection speaks to every aspect of our life. We don't, we don't, we don't have to even guess about that. Right. Um, anything that's going on in your life, you, you can find a bridge 
in which the resurrection or the emphasis of the resurrection or the importance of the resurrections, the, re the, rele the relevance of the resurrection mm -hmm. can cross that bridge into that area of your life. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Um, and so we just gotta, we gotta know how to make the connection. Yeah. And so yeah. there's a general what now that exists for us always. We find mm -hmm. that here in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Mm -hmm. And where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. That's general that we should always be doing in any time, at any point, in any place in history, trusting in the Lord. And so what we're looking for is some specifics now about our what now, now that we're moving um, from significant death to significant life. What are some specific things that we can do um, in this, in our quest to live a godly life into pleasing God post-pandemic? What will be our post-pandemic attitude? What will be our post-pandemic activities? Mm -hmm. What will that look like? Yeah. And so this is what we are trying to endeavor to get insight about. So as followers of Christ, we're going to do that. And so today, as a case study, I want to take a look at any believer. And so on your paper B, write this down. From the perspective of any believer, what now? From the perspective of any believer, what now? Last week, um, we discussed how Jesus told his, his followers to wait. Mm -hmm. How he told them to wait. They were to wait until they received power and were enabled to do powerful things through the Holy Spirit yeah. after receiving power. They were told to wait. And so we want to pick up on this concept of receiving power being or being enabled or being made able, however you want to put it. Yeah. And so this next point has been here too, and I want to keep emphasizing it um, so that we don't get this twisted. <laughs> and so write this down. Um, going back to normal is not an appropriate option. Going back to normal is not an appropriate option. I want to make sure I drill this into your spirit because um, the temptation to do it is going to be very strong and it's going to get stronger. The more they open up and let us do more, the stronger it's going to get to go back to normal. So I'm going to keep emphasizing it to you because I think it's extremely important Amen. for us to do. Amen. So look what it says here in Colossians 3, 1 through 4. It says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Right, I'm going to pause right there for a moment. Again, we're comparing the resurrection. And so the writer here, and in, in, in Paul is telling us in his letter to the church, he's saying that we've been raised with Christ. Mm -hmm. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ is significant for the individual or any believer because we have been resurrected with him. His resurrection means something for us, yeah. specifically that we are no longer have to surrender to the power of sin. 
His resurrection tells us we don't have to live in the in our trespasses and sins any longer. We don't have to live there. They don't have to control us any longer. We have been resurrected from that dead living. Amen. And so Paul is saying here, you have been raised. Mm -hmm. You have been raised with Christ. This is a reason, a powerful reason why going back to normal or going back to that, that dead living is not an appropriate option. It just simply is not. We got to live in a resurrected way. And specifically, the dead living that we, we partook in before the pandemic. Some of y'all might already be thinking about what you was doing before they said, stay in your house. <laughs> <laughs> before they said, you know, no more going out, issued all these these edicts and commands and <laughs> laws and stuff ordinances yeah. yeah what was you doing before you when when paper paper when uh paper when toilet paper <laughs> was all over the place what was you doing before you couldn't find a, the roll of toilet paper oh, okay. i mean just just think about it don't so forget toilet paper was in abundance when toilet paper was in abundance when yeah. was in abundance, okay. when, when you can you can go to the movies and stay there all night long you know, when you can take vacations and just hang out and and when when all that was going on and some of the things that you were partaking of that was not pleasing to God. When we come out of this pandemic, we don't want to go back to those things. Don't want to go back. Amen. It's not an acceptable option because we have been raised with Christ. Amen. So when we come out of this, we want to live a more of a life that reflects that we've been raised with Christ than we did before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know what you were doing. I don't have to tell you. You know, you was there. I couldn't tell you anyway because I wasn't there. But you were. And so we need to come out of this differently. The text reads on. It says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, when Christ who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Amen. So the text is telling us that Christ is our life mm -hmm. and that we need to set our hearts and minds on things above, not things of the earth. So what things of the earth you had your heart and mind set on before the pandemic hmm. that, that, that just was not pleasing to God. They were, they were earthly. They didn't, mm -hmm. they had no eternal value. Mm -hmm. We don't want to go back to those things. It's, it's not acceptable to do that. It's not appropriate to do that, to go back to those things. Think about it. It wasn't that long ago. It was a little over a year ago. Think about it. What was your plans in January of 2020? Yeah. What, 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 what was you planning to do um, that you know, you know, God wouldn't, wouldn't be pleased with it. Mm. And so we need to take a look at this. So that we're not indulging in earthly pleasures mm -hmm. when the pandemic ends. 
we should focus our hearts on things eternal. Amen. And the question is, how can we do that individually? And how can we do that collectively? Because it's not an appropriate option. Hmm. So here's the second point we want to get from the perspective of any believer. We should allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. We should allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. Amen. So it says here, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Or don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? I'm going to pause right there for a moment. Because the text is dealing with what we know. Mm -hmm. What we know. He says, don't you know that God lives in you? Think about that. Yeah. No, really. Don't take that lightly. The Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit is living in you. Amen. Take that in. And he, he says here, don't you know that? We were singing a song earlier, and I specifically chose that song to talk about the temple where the Holy Spirit dwells, mm -hmm. us, yeah. our bodies, that God would come and live here. And we need to really be mindful that God lives in us. We take him everywhere we go. He's in us. And so the, the, the writer is trying to say something here to us mm -hmm. so that we would have more value on our temples. Yeah. What we do with them, where we take them, how we treat it. Because the Holy Spirit dwells here. The text goes on and he says it again. He says, don't you know, it's the second time he's saying it, that you have the Holy Spirit of God, Holy Spirit from God, and don't and you don't belong to yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't belong to you no more. And verse 20 says, you have been bought and paid for. So honor God with your body. Amen. So the text says, God has paid the price for you. You don't belong to yourself. Don't, don't let that lie um, live in your heart and mind that you belong to yourself. No, 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 not no more. Jesus Christ paid the price. He died. He died for the sin of the world. Past, present, and future. You don't belong to you. And this is critical to know so much. So as, the, as I said, the writer said it twice. Don't you know? Don't you know? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> we have to let the spirit lead us. He owns us anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Amen. Look what it says here in Galatians 5, 16 and 17. It says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. So that you are not, not so that you are not to do whatever you want. So the text is clear that if we let the spirit lead us, then the desires of our body, of our flesh, won't rule. In fact, the text tells us that the desires of your flesh are contrary. They are fighting against, they are opposing the spirit. And guess what? The spirit is opposing and fighting against the desires of the flesh. And the thing that happens here, whoever we allow, whoever we allow to lead, whichever we allow to lead, the spirit or the flesh, that's who will win. That's who's going to win. And we've seen the flesh win in our lives. Mm. I, I have, let me speak for me. Mm. I've seen the flesh win in my life. And I'm going to speak for you too, because the Bible was saying it. <laughs> and you have seen the flesh win in your life. Mm -hmm. And the text is telling us though, that we got to let the spirit lead us so that we won't let the yeah. flesh win. We don't, we don't want the flesh to dominate. Right. The flesh is leading us to the wrong thing. The flesh is leading us back to mm -hmm. dead living, mm -hmm. not resurrected living. And whatever you was allowing the flesh to win before the pandemic, don't want to go back there. You know, when, um, when uh, uh, competition is happening in a sport and if the home team is winning, the crowd is in a frenzy. Uh -huh. They're yelling and screaming. Just imagine the, the, the way the crowd is acting when the when the the the, the fans the, the, their home team is winning. That's right. And so right. you guys know. You, I don't have to tell you. You know that this is not our home. Mm -hmm. We are not at home here on this earth. This is not home for us. Yeah. All right. And so the home team is winning. Mm -hmm. Now we know the home team is not going to win. Right. Okay. Right. We already right. know that, that's but that's Makai, not, the, that's what Makai was referencing. Yeah. But the question is asking what's happening now in our society. Yeah. Right. Is, and so the home team is winning mm -hmm. and the crowd is going crazy. Yes. But we know what's going to happen in the end. Mm -hmm. We know who's got the victory. Right. Mm -hmm. So here's the, here's what I like us to think about. Yeah. Are we going to jump, stand up and cheer with the home team? Or are we going to stay seated and wait <laughs> for our team to take over? Mm -hmm. Just imagine when we go out there and we let the flesh guide us or lead us and not the spirit. Yeah. Guess what we're doing? We're rooting for the flesh. We're, right? we're, the we're, rooting, we're rooting for the home team. <laughs> <laughs> we're standing up waving the home team's flag. Yeah. Okay. When we let, allow the flesh to rule and lead us, that's what we're doing. 
We're waving, we're waving a flag with the home team. We're cheering, we're high-fiving all the home team players. You know, all this going on. We chest bumping all the home team players <laughs> when when we allow the flesh to lead us. That's what's happening. Yeah. And we do it, we're doing all that with our so-called active faith shirt on you know <laughs> our active faith high, high hat and all our gear like we we dressed up like christians with you know but really with chest bumping yeah you know yeah. and high-fiving and shouting with the home team yeah we don't want to do that y'all so all that chest bumping the you other team. with the yeah. yeah we were rooting for the other team man. that's like yeah. going to the to the game and you rooting for, for the, the other, other team. team. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We don't want to do that, y'all. Yeah. We don't want to do that. We and and some specifically, as I've been pointing out, some things that you was rooting for or supporting of the home team before the pandemic, you know what it is. I ain't got to tell you. No. Let's change that. Let's not root for those things any longer. Let's let's say when they come out of this pandemic, I'm going to be different going to be different yeah and so it starts with us individually and then collectively we can make that difference then we can start to change things amen and not let the home team dominate in our lives like it had been amen you've been listening to one by one here's a personal message from pastor robert you may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. See, when we come out of this pandemic, we want to come out better. We want to come out being led by the spirit. Because when they open things back up, folks are going to be want to get to the beach real quickly. It's already happening. <laughs> they gonna want, yeah, they going to want to get to places real quickly. Yeah. Um, they're going to be places where there didn't used to be lines. There are lines again. You know, you know, you, you might can go to a restaurant now and they seat you right away. When they open things back up, you're gonna have to take a number. <laughs> <laughs> so they give you a 
pager Their pager, they need a pager. That's right, You're going to have to take that pager and hold on to it. Yeah. Or they'll text you, you know, when, when it's ready. Yeah, or they'll text you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for bringing me up to date. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a I long got. time, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. 